Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's going on, everybody? This is Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm Mike C, coming at you for the very last time in Studio 13. That's right, because either next week or the week after, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the show next week or not. We'll get into that as we get going on. But either next week or the week after, I will be back in the studio over at the 8122 Production Studios. Because my time in quarantine is over. I'm fully vaccinated. It is time. It is time to get back with my friends, my buddies, my pals. And one of them, we're going to start with one of them. There are two of them over there. The first one, you know what? This guy is so special. He was the valedictorian of his driver's ed class. Say hello to Rich. That's right. Uh, Nobody can parallel park like I can. I am what they call (laughs) the king of the parallel park. That's you right. really are. I am. That's true. That's I, true. I've seen you do it, and uh, it's unbelievable. Ironically enough, I don't remember the last time I parallel parked, though. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it was a while ago. I pulled it was off. A while ago, I but pulled I've seen off you do it. And you were unbelievable at it. I, really I thank were. you. I appreciate your your confidence in my parallel parking. That's it's it's a good That's skill amazing. to have it. Like it I, the last one I pulled off was uh, in front of the Colonial downtown. I, oh. Uh, there was a spot right in front and I nailed it. Like I perfect parallel park. People were watching and like, I, I was so proud of my, I was very proud of myself guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we can tell as you just had to bring that up. Yep. And you know, I'm so glad that he chimed in. And I'm so glad that, uh, that he brought that up because you could tell just in his voice. I mean, he really does sound like the smartest man at all for podcasting. Doesn't he? Yeah. He's a genius. He is the one, the only, he is the professor. Well, hello. What's going on, uh, Dr. Sherman Ticklefist? Just parallel parking all all over town. Yeah. That's actually the theme this week. Ironically enough, we were on uh, live last night on twitch.tv slash podcast doing live reactions and commentary for USC 262. Uh, Great card except for one fight. In that fight, I made reference to your character of Ticklefist because the, the one guy... He should really have the nickname Tinklefist because he had he could not he could not throw. He, uh, somebody in our chat said he throws punches like he's his hands are made of wet paper napkins. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like I was like you know what Tinklefist. the professor on Horror Zone six hundred seven cheap pop and plug there. His nickname when he boxes is Tinklefix, and I didn't come up with that. He came up with it for himself. <laughs> he's a genius, folks. He's a genius. That's why we have him here. It's why we pay him the big bucks. Yep. It's true. Yeah, that's why I'm the smartest one. You guys aren't getting paid for this? <laughs> Shit. I'm going to have to restructure the contracts around <laughs> yeah. here. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, all all the, uh, the money that's coming in uh, from our budget. Who's the uh, one laughing now? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's you. <laughs> 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 uh, so, but what do you got going so, on, yeah. Mike? 
you know, maybe I, I might see you guys next week. We're not 100% sure yet. Uh, not if I don't I have, see uh, you first, Sonny. Yes. So <laughs> I, I've, got, uh, I've got other plans, uh, another, another gig booked the same day. Um, but uh, I'm going to try to make it in. Uh, either way, this is the last show at Studio 13. So no more phone audio. Yeah, sometimes no more comes, audio. It sometimes comes in super clear, and but sometimes, sometimes does not. It comes out muffled. Oh, that's <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's, it's this well, giant beard that it. I grew during I get isolation. It. And then also, uh, we get the return of the soundboard. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. That's, that's going to be some I good hear shit. The price is right. I want to hear it stinks. It stinks. Yeah, I want to hear these things. Oh yeah. How many seasons was the critic on? Two, like two, two or, or three. three. Yeah. But yeah, there's there, there's going to be great stuff. So next week, I think Mike alluded to it. He's got a little something planned. Uh, we also have live stream for The Cure. Uh, myself and Ken M. from the Otodora Parley Hour will be on doing that. The link will be in the description like it was last week. We're going to run the commercial again this week. Just so you guys can uh, go ahead and uh, if you would like to donate early or tune in and uh, support us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be talking 1980s wrestlers. Uh, but after that, we're planning uh, to record after that for the show. Uh, it, at, at, at worst, at worst, it'll be me and the professor holding down the fort because Mike can't make it. But if Mike can make it here in time, it'll be his return to the 8122 Production Studios. And it'll Hooray. be the three of us. Yeah. Somebody get a double dose of people next weekend. That's if, his, right. if his party isn't like 10 hours long or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if it's not hopping. So... Uh, a friend of mine is pregnant, and we're having a party for her. I haven't seen her in over a year, and uh, it's something we've had planned for quite some time. So I'm kind of I'm double booked that weekend. Double booked. Mike so. will be there until he gets nervous. <laughs> yeah, and actually, the following weekend I'm going to be out of town too for <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be at my brother's. Oh yeah, so Memorial we'll to, Day weekend. I'll be. Yeah, in town, we'll but... have to we'll have to come up with something for that weekend too. So it might actually oh, be. So me, he's, he's, he's just not going to return to the studio ever. I'm yeah. just done. <laughs> this is my last show. I quit. <laughs> like, you're just not going to. No more hear, Studio 13. Say, no more Studio. Period. This is it. You you might not hear Mike C for a couple <laughs> weeks. It might just be me and the professor for a couple weeks. <laughs> yep. Ironically <laughs> enough, just in time for the professor to go away. And then I'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going back on tour with the Lone this, Rangers. This might be the last time all three of us are on. Yeah, yeah. For, 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 for like three weeks <laughs> or a month. <laughs> but fact, either I'm way, do this hey, show. the I good news. I you guys took down the notes I gave you what we're t- supposed to talk about this week yeah. for the news because uh, I- I'm done. I quit right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the good news is for you, the listener? Horror Zone 607 will be here each and every week. Do not worry. Do not fret. You will get the show. One of us will be here. At least one of us will be here. (laughs) (laughs) And and whoever it is, remember to turn the lights off before you leave. Yeah. The problem is, is like if you don't show up, Rich, if it's just the professor and I, we're going to be like, uh, we're just going to be talking to each other in a room with no recording. (laughs) What do we do? (laughs) This week's episode will not be aired. Well, just don't don't worry, listeners. You will have a show every week. But uh, with that speaking of it, so let's get the show started. We got some horror movie news and uh, horror news in general to talk about, Mike C. So let's hit him off with this week's horror news. Well, you know, we're going to start off. We we know that uh, Netflix acquired the rights to uh, to produce and uh, distribute uh, Knives Out two and three, and we got some casting news for Knives Out two this week. As uh, Big Dave, Big Dave Batista, Edward Norton. And Catherine Hahn will all star in the next Knives Out film. I'm so in. Nice. I'm in for anything that involves Batista. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean this week. Dead. This week premiering on Netflix, of course, is Army, Army of, of Darkness. Uh, we Army uh, of yes. the Dead. Or are, yeah, you Army, said Army of Darkness. Darkness, which is kind of getting like blah well, reviews, but I'll still watch. I it. think it looks fun. I, hey, listen, I think fun. I think that's because it's the same thing I'm going to say the, about what I, what I said about Mortal Kombat. Sometimes people try to review movies that have a lane that they're going to stay in, as if they're going to be like these classic movies. They're not. I'm just I'm just interested in seeing action and zombies getting slaughtered. I don't really yeah. care about a storyline or plot. Yeah. And it looks like it goes farther with zombies in uh, in a short period of time than Walking Dead. Has. Yeah, I, I agree. Like there's that queen zombie, yeah, whatever, and then the they're the animals and they're the, they're training they're like they're trained they're training themselves to use weapons and yeah, such. and animals zombies and all sorts of it, it just looks fun and it's a heist movie too and it it looks like a it looks like an instant classic to me. True, I agree. So, uh, but uh, Knives Out, though, having Batista, that's a big deal. Edward Norton, Edward Norton's a big deal. that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? They loaded Catherine up. Han's hilarious. I just want to point this out. They loaded up the first one, too. The first mm-hmm. one was star-studded. So it's not like, yeah. uh, you know, it's not. And Daniel Craig, of course, is coming back. So yeah. I'm I'm all in. Is Lakeith Stanfield coming back? Or what's his name? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, his his uh, part not partner was. His, I think was so. His partner. I think that yeah. I think both of them are coming back. Okay. I don't. It's going to be a different but, family or a different situation. Yes, it's all, obviously going to be a different family and situation. Yep. So that's why you're not going to have the return of like Chris Evans. Yeah. Or well, be a little difficult after the ending of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I wish they would bring back Michael Shannon. Anyway, just to have him in the movie. Oh yeah, Michael Shannon's great. Look, Michael Shannon needs to be in everything. Okay, Mike, and what, so. what else do we have? Well, the next thing up, uh, we got our very first trailer for The Forever Purge this week. And I'll tell you what, not since the first movie have I been so excited to see one of these. Because it, to me, my, my opinion of that trailer was it looked awesome. He's oh, so I'm ex- agreeing. He's so excited. I, I, well, here's I'm the so thing. Excited. He just can't hide it. I'm, I'm excited because... Like Jesse Spano. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because it has... Uh, it has the means to go a, a ton of different places. It looks like they could take this in a totally complete different direction than what we're thinking of yeah, yeah. or what we're used to. I, I think that that's cool. I, I like the action that you saw in it. It gave you a little little taste, but it didn't let you know the whole story. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see where they take it because they can take this in a completely different direction than what we even think now. Yeah, we, we were all kind of putting forward our ideas and the trailer kind of was like, oop. Well, maybe well, maybe we were way off. Maybe we're wrong. But uh, it <laughs> looked amazing. There's two things. There's two things that uh, like two points that I, I would say with this that that struck me. The first is some of the scenes, like some of the stuff that's kind of going on in the trailer, kind of reminded me of stuff that happened in the second season of the TV series. Uh, one of the actresses, it looks like like the main actress. I don't know her name off the top of my head, um, but she kind of reminded me of the lead actress that was in the second season of the uh, of the TV series. I don't think that they're supposed to be the same, but it kind of reminded me of that. The second thing was is the second, third, and fourth movies really became like open world action movies. The yeah. first one to me was always a horror movie, and this looks like for the first time since the original that we're actually getting a horror. Movie. It may not turn out to be that. But yeah. it looked very much like a horror movie. That's what I, exactly like the the other ones. The first one is a classic kind of horror movie setup, like high concept. But the the other ones were just action movies. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, like, I, agree. I wouldn't really. The first one was not only a home invasion movie, but it really had a lot of elements of a slasher to it. And this with the masks and stuff, maybe that's what's making me think that. But 
something about this one it really does look a lot also i think they flipped i think they flipped the script on this one we were all assuming that this was going to have something to do with the new founding fathers it looks like they flipped the script because it looks like like it looks like it's it's instead of the people taking over it looks like it's the have nots who are taking over yeah because it looks like you know like because obviously you know the people who had a little bit because we see some rich people being hunted yeah that's that's the first thing i noticed and it's like oh we like the purge and we're whatever whatever and then these people are like well fuck you we don't not only do we not like being hunted because you hunt us now it's time for us to hunt you and take take our shit back and that's what i'm kind of getting a vibe from from that trailer yeah it's a classic case of the far left versus the far right well i wouldn't even go that far i'm just saying i'm just saying if you think about the movie so far it has really been uh, the 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 rich and powerful's hunting grounds yep. have been the people in the inner cities, and it looks like now it's time to get you know the other shoe to drop and the come up and to come, which is a great wrestling story. You know, as a guy who does a lot of wrestling, you know, because you have to have the, uh, the 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 baby face come out on top, if you will. Yeah, right. The shoes on the other table. That's right, damn which it, which has turned. That's right. But with uh, that being said, I cannot wait for the forever <laughs> purge, and I'm going to be uh, all Calvin about that Klein. life. The forever purge. Yes. yes, as it should be. It's going to be exciting. Uh, so uh, Courtney Cox was actually a guest recently on the Drew Barrymore show and had some interesting things to say in her brief comments about Scream when it came up. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of quote uh, some of the things that she said here. So uh, she said, this is the fifth Scream. It's not Scream 5, though. This is Scream. The directors are incredible. They're making it absolutely dot, dot, dot. It's a new franchise. It's hip. It's scary. It's just a new screen. It's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's just a brand new launch. I think it's going to be fantastic. End quote. She should have broke into that it. That doesn't even mean It's anything. a whole new world. That's what she should have broke into at that point. It's, I mean. It's not a sequel. It's she, not a reboot. It's just <laughs> scream. I just love the fact that she said a whole lot of nothing while trying to yeah, amp that things doesn't, up. That's all that, that, that doesn't is. mean and any, she kind of made reference to that. She said that basically she'd be murdered by the directors if she said anything more. Uh, She said she was very, this one was more sworn to secrecy than any of the other four movies. She said that it really was something they're they're keeping it very tight-lipped and um, said she couldn't say anything more than what she did say. But, I mean, let's face it. You got characters coming back from the entire franchise that survived, including the fourth movie. And... Oh, boy. It, it's going to be Scream 5. It's just it is it's not being made by Dimension. It is. It's not I keep being saying made by Dimension, it. so they're not calling it Scream 5. It is fucking Scream 5. But it's it is. in continuity exactly. with the other movies, so it makes it Scream 5. They're just pulling the Halloween 2018 bullshit, so now i got to yeah. say Scream 2022, which is bullshit. But it, unlike Halloween 2018, where they were messing with the timeline, they're not messing with this timeline. It doesn't matter what Courtney Cox or anybody else says. We know that there's characters back. We know that they're reprising their roles. Which means that it's in direct continuity, and then when it was announced that we're getting people from part four, yeah. that means four exists. So that means all right. of the movies exist in this universe. To me, that just means it's a sequel. But for the sake of argument's sake, they're it's trying screen. to make it. They're trying to sell it to you. And Courtney Cox, and I got a lover. She did her job. Yeah. She's trying to hype us up. Listen, fans of the franchise, fans of horror, are already excited. You don't have to hype anybody up. Yeah. But she did say a whole lot of nothing. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, really. <laughs> she really did. Uh, you know, and one thing that I'm, I'm kind of thinking, if they do go in a direction where all of the original people that are coming back kind of are scaled back um, I, and they kind of want to reboot it, so to speak, I think that it's going to be all of the new castmates. It, it's it's going to be more their movie, and it's going to take it in a new direction with new people and kind of phase them out. But I don't see that happening. 
they are Scream. They're going to they're going to do to it. I can't see Scream 6 being without any of those characters. They're going to do to it what uh Abrams did to Star Wars. Everybody Yeah, let's hope not. Everybody just dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, before it's all None over, of the original cast dogs. gets to share screen time together either and they all just die separately. And I kind of wonder how uh Dewey and Gail are going to be because they keep calling her Gail Weathers, not not um Gail Riley. Well, they're going to be divorced. Well, they, they, yeah, they divorced before because they're divorced yeah. in real life. Everything right, in that right. series is kind of like but in, mirrored what they've done in real life. I was going to say because in four, but in four they were divorced too. Yeah, no, they were married in four. Were they were they married? Uh, I thought, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, they they'll be divorced now. Wakes up next to him. They'll be divorced now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that they will. Be. Maybe they'll but have yeah, if a you little. Go back and watch four. They're very much a little. Dewey. I think that I think in real life they may have been separated. They they may have even been divorced by that point in real life, but they were married in that movie. But now. You know they they still have a very good relationship from you know everything yeah, I've they read. Get along, but you know it's I kind of wonder if they're going to share the screen at all or how that's going to work out. Or, you know if it's going to be kind of scaled back there too. Maybe there uh, will be a little Dewey. Well, I, I'm there could be at, a little Dewey. Listen, I'm looking at it like this. Maybe we can get Nick fucking Gage in the movie because you know he almost killed David Arquette in real life. So why not just put him in the movie as the killer? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Wait, and Matthew Lillard is back, right? Is that- yes, he's playing Stu Mocker. Allegedly, because <laughs> as you know, I don't care what any of you guys say. The TV he survived the TV on the killed head. him. I, 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 think it's funny. I just think it's funny that they're even trying in the continuity to be like, "Well, we were going to bring him back for the sequel," and everybody's like, "We saw that TV smash his face." <laughs> and like, like I get like kids nowadays don't understand because they got these light ass TVs that would just yeah. do some damage. You'd still be alive. I heard a lot, but dude, that was nineteen ninety six. That was a big tube television. It was over. Yeah, he, he ain't getting up from that. He I, kick, I, I he disagree. Ain't, he ain't kicking of, out at two. A lot of people have died from that in movies. <laughs> He's kicking out at two and three quarters, Rich. Hell no. I always, I always uh, put forward uh, Gross Point Blank as my example of of how that would uh, definitely kill somebody. Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd gets killed by a television the same exact way in that movie. It's like, you know, he probably survived it then. <laughs> You're probably I, I, wrong. For I'm the record, no. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to say that Billy Loomis is going to survive too. And gross, he's going to be back. Gross Point Blake, Blank remake coming. Yeah, yep. no. With we're not, we're Dan not. Aykroyd survived. Just, both, both Billy Loomis no. and his mom, Debbie Salt, are going to be in this movie. Listen, they survived. No. It's it's no. it's going to happen. Moving along. No. Skeet, skeet, <laughs> rich. So the, the last two stories I got for this week are really aimed at the professor. Uh, the first one, we know. What an enormous, enormous fan of the Bring It On cheerleading movies The Professor is. <laughs> and uh, in 2022, Sci-Fi is going to be premiering a brand new movie called Bring It On Halloween. This sounds like it's going to be a mass slasher movie. So I know, I know that The Professor is, the is professor. not... He, he can't hold back <laughs> I, his excitement. Yeah, I'm blown away. Uh, He's going to bring it. Like... I've only seen one, the first Bring It On movie, the Kirsten Dunst one, right? Like that was her. <laughs> yeah, was that, yeah, that was the first one. Was that with Jamie Presley? Was she? No, uh, I'm thinking no. of not another. Teen no, that movie. was not another not teen movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always get Bring It On oh, and not it? another teen uh, movie. Eliza, Eliza Dushku was in that movie. Yeah. Okay. And Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing I remember really about the first Bring It On movie is the Sparkle Fingers. Uh, those aren't sparkle fingers. These Which is what sparkle. we call you behind your back. Well, it's Ooh. Tinkle Fist. Well, it's Tinkle Fist. And he calls that to <laughs> You himself. call yourself that. We call you Sparkle, sparkle Fingers. So I want to go out on a limb and say that this will be a slasher. 
and they're they're hiding the real title because they're trying to make it sound like it's tying into Halloween and it's not. It is literally going to be bring it on. Freddy's dead. Yes. Yeah. So Freddy will one. make his return. This is this is this is, this is the time. This, this is the time. The, big one. the bring it on cast will be the Dream Warriors, presumably. Oh, and Freddy will have all sorts of dirty one-liners like the old dog he is. Yeah. Yes. That'd be great. It'll get oh, canceled. It'll get canceled week two. <laughs> Make sure you you record it when it when it initially Absolutely. airs. Absolutely. On VHS tape. Set your, yes, on a VHS set your tape VS, or, or a Betamax if you have one. Set your VCR to record for yeah. bring it on Halloween. <laughs> set your beta to record it. So so that was the first exciting news for the professor. You got you said the last story yeah, is also for the professor. I can't, I can't wait for handle, this one. I can't handle anything. No, the other one's legit. Uh, this one is going to actually make the professor all sorts of uh, warm and, and squishy over there. Uh, Robert Ooh. Eggers' next movie, The Northman, yes. is going to be released in theaters on April 8th, 2022. Uh, it's being described as an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. And this one, I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of this guy's movies, obviously. He's had some some big names, but there's a big cast in this one. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and, of course, the biggest name of them all, Bjork. Yeah. Uh, coming, coming back. She hasn't been... Has she acted in a movie since uh, Lars von Trier, Dancer in the Dark? Since 1990-something? Um, I don't no, know. I don't think so, but she might. I mean, I don't know if she's been in any foreign films since then. I mean, she is from overseas. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's very, Icelandic. very excited about this. Um, aren't more of the Skarsgårds in it? Isn't uh, Stellan and... I think Peter Skarsgård is in it with, with Alexander Skarsgård and all the other Skarsgårds. I thought all the Skarsgårds were in it. Yes. I but, think all the Scars Guards and the Sars Guards are. <laughs> all of them. But oh, the uh, whole family. Yeah, it, it sounds cool. Like it, I get vibes of it, uh, like Valhalla Rising, that uh, um, Nicholas Winding Refn movie. Um, the guy that directed Drive did a Viking uh, weird. Uh, you, Mike would hate it. It's like this experimental weird. Uh, journey about a viking who ends up the, the vikings end up in north america and they uh, encounter some supernatural or whatever kind of evil force it's just a trip um but this one sounds like it might be more solid like reality based um maybe but um i hear alexander skarsgård um the director eggers has said he turned in like he was a beast he like total beast mode for this movie like jacked up like crazy um he was he was tarzan in the that terrible tarzan movie that came out a few years ago oh yeah um but he he was a good tarzan i mean the guy's the guy's jacked i mean like he that's he's alexander scarzer is a great actor he's a great actor too good actor good he's turning into quite the method actor really yeah but But i'm in i'm all in man this rounds out the it's supposedly a trilogy a thematic trilogy for agars the witch the lighthouse and the northman uh yeah if it's part of that then i'm gonna never watch it but i'm gonna say this mike i don't think i think this is gonna be i think this is gonna be the brutal one i really do yeah i think how do you tell a viking story without being a i think this might be different than what the other two were each one's complete like the witch is completely different from the lighthouse that's true. Um, there, did you like The Witch, Mike? No. Oh, I tried to really? watch it. I at first I was kind of like, okay, this isn't so bad, and then 
as time went on and I didn't understand a single word that was said and it just kind of dragged and oh, dragged and man. dragged and dragged and just a whole lot of nothing happened but uh, language me. that I didn't understand I gave up the witch freaked me the fuck out I don't know it did nothing for me I thought it was awful no anywho I'm excited about the Northman yeah I mean probably well, I'm in probably that That's why I saved and, this for last that and the uh, Ari Aster uh, the guy who directed Midsummer and Hereditary he's directing a new movie with Joaquin Phoenix um, oh boy Disappointments Boulevard or something I think it's called um 824 it's everywhere it's supposed to be like a horror comedy uh, apparently but uh mm. that i'm excited about as well midsummer is great no surprise you're so excited about the a24 movies yeah no i'm not all the way with them saint maud saint maud was uh was kind of eh. oh man he has one a24 movie deal well, like there's Mike there's a few but, but did somebody just ring the bell on the professor over there uh that was like just me <laughs> that was just me smacking my leg off of the new uh sounded like the table. round was over <laughs> round over well it professor. is kind of over because <laughs> that's going to do it for the yeah. horror zone news segment this week if you want to talk about any of the news that we talked about or just stop by to say hi hit us up on the social medias we're Horror Zone 607 on Facebook at Horror Zone 607 on Twitter or on Wow, I almost said Twitter on uh, <laughs> where are on, we? on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, of course, uh, you can find us at 8122productions.com. And if you're looking for Twitch, we are twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. And after Mike's back, we will be doing some horror watch logs there. So yes. please feel free. By the way, this week, this weekend, Saturday, the 20, uh, 22nd, I do believe it is, uh, we are going to be doing uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the first ever movie night on 607 Podcast, uh, twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast. And that, of course, is going to be Barry Gordon's The Last Dragon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to uh, talk about the glow. Can't wait to talk about the glow. You know, it's all about the glow. Leroy. That's right. Show enough. And, uh, of course, you can, uh, if you would like to support us monetarily, you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. And of course that is going to be in June, the return of spooky Mike to love is scary with Dr. Derek and Dr. Derek is ready for your return. Trust me. Uh, but there is an episode of love is scary that will be uh, recorded this week and put out for the patrons. So it'll be the last one without spooky Mike, but next month spooky night, Mike makes his return and so much more over there at patreon.com slash 8122 productions. Now, I believe, Mike, you probably have a trivia question. That's right. It is that time of the week. And uh, so, as you know, uh, for anybody that listens to the show, and if you're listening now, you obviously listen to our show, uh, we have been doing the reviewing the movies of Mike Flanagan throughout the month of May. This will be the third week of that. And uh, this week, we're going to be reviewing Ouija, Origin of Evil. And so, this question revolves around that movie. So, here we go. In the film, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Annalise Basso plays the character Lena Zander. In the original Ouija movie, Lena also appears. What legendary actress played Lena in the original Ouija? One more time, in the movie Ouija Origin of Evil, Annalise Basso plays the character Lena Zander. In the original Ouija movie, Lena also appears. What legendary actress played Lena in the original movie? The answer, right after the break. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, 
training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N spells Flanagan. That's right, it sure does. And you can hear that tune and many more when <laughs> the debut album of The Lone Rangers goes on sale soon. So, But for now... It is time for the answer to this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. And thank you, by the way, for that angelic rendition of that song. Well, thank, thank you. So this week's question, I think both the guys got this one pretty easily. In the film Ouija Origin of Evil, Annalise Basso plays the character Lena Zander. In the original Ouija movie, Lena also appears. What legendary actress played Lena in that movie? Professor. Haley Mills. No, um, <laughs> Lynn, Lynn Shay. That is right. That is correct. Lynn Shay, the legend that she is, played oh. Lena. And all you had to do was stick through the ending credits of Ouija Origin of Evil in case you hadn't seen the original or didn't remember to see a scene. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much obvious with the character name. But, yeah. Yes. But yeah. Well, with that being said, of course, this week is we are continuing Mike Flanagan May, and uh, this week we are doing Ouija Origin of Evil. Uh, Ouija Origin of Evil was released on October 21st of 2016 with a 99-minute runtime. By the way, the production companies, this is hilarious, All Spark Pictures, Blumhouse Productions, Hasbro Studios, and Platinum Dunes, one hell of a lineup there, Jeez. so we say. <laughs> it is based on... Ouija by Hasbro and characters by Juliet Snowden and Styles White. It was written by Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard. It was directed, of course, by Mike Flanagan. And it was produced by Michael Bay, Jason Blum, Stephen Davis, Andrew Form, Bradley Fuller, and Brian Goldner. And goddamn, that is a lot of producers. It's a lot, lot of hands. A lot, the, of, uh, lot of fingers in this pie. It, yeah. uh, of course, it is uh, the main three characters in the movie is, are Elizabeth Reiser, Annalise Bezos, and Henry Thomas. And of course... Uh, the budget of this movie, 9 to $12 million. They don't have an exact, but it did make $81.7 million in the box office, which means it was a big bucket of win. Probably Smashing probably success. the best board game-based movie since Clue. <laughs> you might not be That's, wrong, but the bar is set so true. low there. So, so low. Or Battleship. So, <laughs> Professor? Oh. oh. No, prof yeah, you are battle, not going to be returning to the show. You are officially I've never actually seen Battleship. Professor, would you like to would you <laughs> like to for the record? Would you like to do the honors and give these fine folks a synopsis of the movie? Uh yeah, I guess um are we going full spoiler? <laughs> I guess. I guess, yeah, I guess well, we can explain I mean, 20, what the movie maybe. is. 2016, I don't think it's full Let's spoiler. Let's leave it okay. to their imaginations. Um so all right, it's about a family. Um, the mother is, uh, she's a fortune teller, and she's got her house set up like with gimmicks and stuff to convince people that she actually has these powers and abilities to uh, reach through. And and her daughters, um, I forgot the daughter's name. Uh, the 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 Lynn Shay's character's name. What what was Lena? Lena. The, the one that I just asked the question Lena, about. Lena. Literally, I was thinking know, like, of Lena. Or Lena. Lena. Um, Lena, Lena and Dory, and right? Doris. 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 Dory. Dory the Explorer. You're doing um, a great job. Anyways, the He's kids. Doing beautiful. The kids help out, and uh, they they tap into um, <clears throat> an actual entity that lives in the house. The house is haunted, has a past. Um, there are 
was a um, man named Marcus who was a he he escaped from persecution in World War Two and was tortured and experimented upon in the basement of this house and his spirit his demonic kind of ghostly is he a demon is he a ghost I, he's I he's, mean, he's described as a ghoul ghoul um, anyway whatever the doctor did to him that was experimenting on him carried on and now his uh his this entity is influencing doris and uh doris played by uh, mike flanagan regular now at this point she's been in a few of his movies um what like annabelle the annabelle movie he Mm -hmm. wait did he direct the annabelle no no that was san that was the guy that did lights out never mind i get them mixed up sometimes but either way she's uh she's in the house the haunting of hill house and yes. stuff like that so she's kind of a flanagan regular Lu- lulu wilson lulu wilson and uh henry thomas it's good to see him as father tom in this yes. i think his character's name is you're correct um and he's he's definitely you know flanagan regular at this point he's in dr sleep and he's been in both hill house seasons and or the haunting seasons but uh the movie's very well acted um these characters confront this nasty i mean the the design of the creatures or the ghoul or whatever it is um the mark whatever played by great character actor doug jones by doug the way. jones yes um it's a creepy creature um design it's a good uh it's a solid horror movie so they confront this as uh you got the typical creepy kid kind of thing going on but uh it's a it's a fun movie a lot of a lot of good scares yeah, I agree with you. I, I uh, you know me, I'm usually not big on the haunting kind of movies, but this is a, it gives you a little more bang for your buck. Uh, it, it doesn't rely. I mean, it does have jump scares, but it doesn't high uh, rely heavily on the cheap ones. Yeah, because the character, uh, well, you were just pointing out the costumes and character design is uh, good enough to to make you believe that this is a le- almost a legit creature feature in, in a way. Because uh, the ghoul looks pretty 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 impressive. Like I think it's better than the the con not the conjuring um geez insidious insidious the, the red face guy that looks like darth maul yes yes, yes. like i like this better than that yes know? this was better than that i agree uh good atmosphere i mean it's I, I like how it takes place of course uh we know that this is a prequel if you will period piece and it is definitely a period piece because it's a prequel uh i like i said I, there's 1967 a, yes it does take place in 1967 but i mean i'm just saying being a prequel it, it definitely does embrace the prequelness if you will <laughs> no way better way to say that one and it 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 does kind of embrace the type of uh, horror movies from that time period Mm -hmm. they're kind of they're they're um there it was that transition period from like the nastier stuff in the 1970s to the more formal stuff of the 50s 60s and it's you know a slow building but uh because like not a lot happens after the first like big few big scares it kind of calms down a bit you get to know the characters and then it amps up then it gets you then it gets you into the climax Um, and yeah it's just uh and even the design of it too is cool like i even like how the movie opens with the old universal logo with the graininess and you kind of feel like you're watching a classic universal horror movie they did a good job of making a period piece yeah uh mike c you got anything you want to add to that uh, well, I'm just happy that uh, the professor didn't say, uh, didn't call the squeegee origin of evil. Um, but wedgie. before the show went on the air, you guys were talking about, of course, Wedgie. Yes, Wedgie. $40 films. $40 so films. So $40 wedgie. films has got its uh, its next film plus a sequel, our first sequel. 
uh, Squeegee Origin of Evil plus uh, Wedgie Origin of Evil. So, um, yeah, I mean, the first time I saw this movie, now, I had, I've only seen the original one once, and I remember how much everybody just, like, dumped on it. And I didn't mind it. I'd have to see it again because something tells me I wouldn't like it quite as much. I, I didn't, I'm not saying I loved it, but I, I didn't think it was nearly as bad as everybody made it out to be. Um, and I did not like this one at all. I thought this was just horrible special effects, way over the top stuff going on. And I absolutely despised the final act of the movie. That being said, watching it again, I, I don't know if it was just the mood I was in the first time, but I definitely thought it was much better. A um, little bit of overacting, yeah. I, I think, by Lena in particular. Um you know, the girl that played her was a little bit just, she was just so full of dread and just, you know, she just, she was just a miserable looking person. Um, so there, there was a little bit of overacting going on and there, I don't know. I, some of the special effects were just a little too much. Like the mouths, like they opened up like 12 feet, the, the white eyes and stuff. I mean, it, it just, I don't know. It, it was okay. It, it was okay, but it was, it was definitely better than I remember it being. So that's, that's what I'm going to add to the movie. Uh, but I, I did like the set pieces more and, you know, the, the um, you know, just everything, the, the way that they had a set in 1967, you know, it, it looked the part. It looked like it would have taken place at that point. It had the music and stuff. You know, it just, it, it was overall, it was okay. I, I have never actually seen the first one, to be honest. Um, I, I watched this one because I saw that Flanagan directed it um, back when it was released without having seen the first one and even the way it ties in to the first one I yeah. was like oh that kind of makes me want to watch the first one um but yeah, i've heard I that the first like... one is like, eh but no i just said, said the first one is eh. Eh. Oh, <laughs> that, that was you, it that was the complete here. thought yeah i mean one thing i, I again i would i want to see the original one again i feel like the house was the same house but i don't think it was i've heard um, when i was looking at information about this i think it, it was the same was it filmed at the same house i just remember I the big know. house and it looked similar i think that the house that was used in the first one was the same house that they used in the movie lights out i think i read that somewhere okay um I, I could be wrong about that but i feel like i read that somewhere but i feel like that house has been used a couple of times and across a couple of these movies uh one other thing i do want to point out too is again i definitely thought it was a lot better than the first time i, I watched it but I do want to say that of all of the the movies, at least that I have seen that Mike Flanagan has made, I still have to watch Oculus, which we're going to be doing next week for the next show. So I'll be watching that this week. But of all of his movies that I have actually watched so far, I do think that this is his weakest performance. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just think that of all of the things that he's done, this was the worst of the bunch. Uh, I, I have not I seen Absentia or Ocu Oculus. Um, see, I'm not a big fan of Oculus, but I'm excited to rewatch it because... I, I, people have been like, what, you don't like it? And I'm like, why don't I like it? I just yeah, I've heard remember, a lot of good things about it. It just doesn't look like a movie that I would enjoy. I just remember it being a lot of exposition, like the characters explaining the plot. I hate it when that shit happens in a movie. And that's uh, why, that's why I don't like a lot of, uh, Christopher Nolan movies like, uh, Inception and Tenet because the characters only exist to explain what's happening in the story instead of actually being characters. So right. that I remember that was kind of my issue with Oculus, but I do I I am very excited to rewatch it. Uh he did that other Flanagan uh it was like an emotional horror movie. Um it was a Netflix original, I think. 
before I wake. Before I wake. That that I like that. I like it, but that one also I would put as like not his best. It wasn't his best. Well, I mean, let's face it, Doctor Sleep is his best and probably always will be. Doctor Sleep is just fucking. Well, phenomenal. once again, we're getting off the beaten track because we're talking Oculus next week and we're talking <laughs> Doctor Sleep in two weeks. So, but the, let's yeah, Ouija Ouija's a good. I mean, it's a. <laughs> it seems like a director for hire thing, you know. Like, um, same with the director for uh, Annabelle Creation. Like, it's almost the same kind of scenario. You have this really unique um, director coming in. The lights out director. What's his name? David San. David Sandberg. Sandberg. Yeah. Um, he, you know, that, that was kind of a director for higher gig for him. And this feels like a director for higher gig for Flanagan. Maybe he needed the money to do the things that he went on to do like Dr. Sleep, like the haunting uh, shows and stuff like that. It's a good, I, I mean, it's a good passable horror movie. You know what I mean? It's not like his best though, for sure. Well, before we give it our scores, let's go around the internet and see what the internet scored it. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.1 out of 10. Voodoo gives it a 3.8 out of 5. Rotten Tomatoes combined scores 82%. And Google users also agree with Rotten Tomatoes. 82% like the movie on Google. So, I mean, it's done. uh, It's very well reviewed, uh, if you will, and very well scored. Uh, with that being said, it's time for our scores. I'll, I'll start off because I'm just uh, already talking. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not usually a fan of these kind of haunted-esque movies, as we know. Uh, just uh, Usually it's the, the cheap uh, jump scares and stuff to kind of you know bother me. But well, this one was a little easier to watch, I think. Uh, with that being said, I, I think I graded a little harder on that. I, I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, it's a definitely a watchable movie if you are a person who likes haunted house movies and that's your uh, your bag. It probably is a little better than what I'm giving it, but uh, I, I really I I think that in my opinion, in my views, it's about a five and a half. It's worth a watch. It's definitely a good yeah. movie about that. Well, uh, I I would give it a solid seven, seven, seven. out of ten, seven out of ten, seventy percent here. Um, it's really well made. I I didn't think. Some some of the acting was pretty hammy, but that kind of fits the type of movies that it's kind of modeled after the those '60s uh, movies um, and the earlier Universal movies. So um, I do kind of give it the benefit of the doubt on that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I I really I it's amazing that Elliot, the boy from ET, is becoming one of my favorite actors um now uh, <laughs> henry thomas it, i mean his roles in Flanagan's stuff is just great he he's he's like uh flanagan's uh de niro and i really like that um i but it's a it's got some good scares some cheesy stuff um just good fun all the way around i uh, seven out of ten absolutely mike c what are you giving it so, Professor, before we go there, I just want to say, maybe now would be the time, both of you guys, maybe now would be the time for Mike Flanagan and Steven Spielberg to work together to make that, that E.T. Returns movie. I'm just saying. Why not? Just I'm saying. In. And I'd be in. It could work. It could be a good combination. And yeah, good. Um, yeah. So, so, so far we've done um, Hush and we've done Gerald's Game. And Rich and I have had, I believe, the same score uh, each time. Uh, each time, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm happy to say that... Uh, this is going to be the first time that we do not agree. Oh, okay. so you gave it a five and a half out of 10 and I'm way, way different than yours. I'm going way above yours. Really? I'm giving this movie a whopping six out of 10. 
Oh man! Oh, wow. oh man! You're going on. You're breaking the Way bank, Mike C. Just, yeah, we we couldn't be further apart. I don't know. I I still still think we're in the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised. Me. Well, I mean, after hearing you say that you were, when you originally watched this, you didn't like it. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Going into this with my better. memory, when I knew we were going to be doing this movie, my memory of this, I was I was ready to give it like a like a three point five or a four point five out of ten. And I'm glad I watched it again. You know, so and actually, I I watched it during the week, and then it was on again last night. So I've actually seen it like one and a half times this past week. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I I would go six. It was definitely better than I remember it being. Not great, but but better than I remember yeah, it. Yeah, I would say it's definitely a movie worth watching. If you want to put on a movie on, and if you want to throw a movie on a horror movie, and you're just watching, or if you were somebody who doesn't like hardcore horror movies, this is kind of the movie to to. to bring up it's a good movie it's yeah wa- it's, it's watchable for it's sure. not like over the t- overly gory not overly like scary, scary. like it, yeah it's just kind of yeah it's very well it's very well done uh, there is a little bit of overacting but for the most part the acting was great except for like some of the little overacting parts but once again in this kind of movie it lends itself to a little bit of overacting at times but I, like I said, I, I think it's a very watchable film. Like it's not my favorite film, but it's also not not worth watching. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am I'm I am getting kind of tired of the the long mouthed. Yeah, that's, that's been a trend way too much. It, and I think it kind of stems from Lights Out, the short, the original short. Yeah. Um, when the woman wakes up and that girl's right next to her bed and her eyes are white and her mouth is the same. It's almost the same image. That you see, like for clips yeah. that we're looking at on the screen right now of uh, the young actress playing Doris in this. <laughs> I forget Lulu Williams. Lulu Wilson. Wilson. Lulu Wilson. Wilson. Williams Wilson. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like that whole image has been used and recycled so many times now, and I who knows? Yeah, it's just. Eh. Anyways, I agree. I mean, I still think it's worth a watch. If you didn't yeah, watch it already, give it a watch. It's worth a watch. Do it. Well, with that being said, we would like to hear from you guys now. Go ahead, hit us up on the social medias and tell you tell us what you thought of Ouija Origin of Evil. Uh, hit us up on uh, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Also, while you're at it, if you would like to find out all that we do here at 8122 Productions, you can do simply go to 8122productions.com. All your information's there, and you can find out everything that we're doing. Of course, make sure you're following twitch.tv slash 607podcast as this upcoming Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern standard time we're doing the first movie watch along and it will be barry gordy's the last dragon it's going to be a lot of fun uh if you can't be there tune in because it's going to trust me it's going to be a lot of fun i know that ken m from the odph will be here uh, i do believe diesel will definitely be here in the house uh we've done some genealogy on barry gordy oh boy uh we, we kind of <laughs> covered it in the patreon uh this past week but uh we're going to uh deep dive we're going to talk about it during the the live the live stream as well and of course speaking of patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions if you'd like to support us monetarily for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content uh and uh, we get, have a lot of fun with us and uh just keep remembering spooky mike is returning to love is scary starting in june and uh we cannot wait to see all the evil plans that dr derek is going to bestow upon him with that being said mike c that is all i got for these fine folks take them home all right, I got to remember to bring some anti-nausea medication with me when I get back to that show because uh, something tells me I'm in for a, a real, uh, real fun time. So I can't wait. It's gonna be good to be back. I can tell you uh, that the hoping- I can tell you that the July episode, not the June episode, we're gonna get you in. You're gonna get some toes in the water. He's got something a little lighter for you in June. <laughs> but I can tell you in July we are going to be playing a game. Oh boy! I can tease that I like we're games. gonna be playing a game. 
I, I, I hope you game. like this game as well. Yeah, something tells me I, I'm in for a real treat. So uh, coming up on the show next week, you know, again, I, I may or may not be here. Uh, either way, there will be a show. Uh, we are going to be reviewing Oculus uh, for the fourth week of Mike Flanagan May. Uh, I also put up a poll on Twitter last week. Uh, kept it up all week and uh, asked you, the listeners, who would you like to see us review the films of in the month of June? And uh, we have a winner. And uh, the winner is George A. Romero. Ooh. So we are going to be doing the movies of George Romero for June. By so the way, George, Romero, George June. Romero June. Good, good alliteration. Yes. But here's the better I'm part. I'm going to say secretly I was hoping it was going to win because it fit. Well, also so, on top of that, the, the, uh, Carno, the Carnival Lost Souls or whatever it is will be on Shutter by then. Oh, but I've already yes, seen it. Yes, it was at the amusement park. <laughs> yeah. The amusement Car- park. Carnival of Lost Souls well, the, is uh, two different movies. Uh, the amusement know, The amusement park. I've, I've seen that. What do you guys... I'm. <laughs> Yeah, an amusement park. <laughs> Although it doesn't look like an amusement park, that's why it keeps throwing me off. It looks like a carnival. It, it is yeah. a carnival. Basically. It's the carnival of lost souls. Yeah, I, I got it confused with another movie. Oh, it's well. a movie within a movie. Either way, it's debuting on Shutter, so we'll be able to review that for yeah, George I'm glad A. Romero. That was only an hour June. long because something tells me I'm going to hate that one. I just can tell just from what I've read about it. It does not seem like it's going to be my cup of tea, but we need you never t- know. We need to talk about Martin. Uh, that could be okay. definitely one of the movies we talk about. Good God. What good a, guy, yeah. No, so, good God, so good God, what a movie! Oh, I thought you said good guy. No, you know, no, he's not not a, not a good guy at all. Not a good guy. <laughs> if if anybody's seen that, I am not saying that Martin is a good guy. No, he's not. <laughs> a good guy. But it is a good. It is a great just, movie. Just need to put that out there. Uh, that Martin, uh, good guy. <laughs> he's a good, good guy. guy. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> all right. It's funny because it's uh, it's bigger than a normal hat. <laughs> you sound just like Turd Ferguson over there. Turd Ferguson. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and putting up with our hijinks. We're so happy to bring you the show each and every week. I want to thank my co-hosts for doing everything that they do, for always making the show so entertaining. So until next week, for The Professor and for Rich, I am Mike C. Saying, as I do each and every week, see ya.